All right. Welcome to the Living the Abundant Life broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. Samuel Meredith, and pastor of the Living the Abundant Life Christian Center here in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'm so happy that you decided to tune in today. And I pray that I will uh, tell you something that will help you live the abundant life. Well, um, if you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 54, and we'll begin reading at verse 14. We're in our Established in Righteousness series. This is part six. Once again, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 14, and it reads, In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, you shall not, for you shall not fear, and from terror. For it shall not come near you. And once again, we're being we're we're talking about being established in righteousness. And you know, this is nothing just real deep. God wants to teach us in our everyday lives. In our everyday lives, He wants to establish us in righteousness. Well, today we're going to focus on a different aspect. You know, uh, we've been once again, we've been talking about different aspects of being established in righteousness. But once again, today, we want to talk about being an ambassador for Christ, an ambassador for Christ. Uh, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. How do we become, what does it mean to be an ambassador for Christ? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we'll begin reading at verse 20. And it says, so we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you in God's stead. Okay. And so in context, uh, Paul is talking to, to the people saying, look, we implore you. We're ambassadors of Christ. It's as if God was, was using us to speak to you through us. Now, we understand that it's in, in him that we live and move and have our being. God wants to use us in our everyday lives. He wants to use our eyes, our ears, our hands, our feet to, to uh, uh, encourage people to come or witness to them, compel them to come to Christ. Now, we do that in a number of different ways. One way is maybe directly witnessing to someone. It could be a lifestyle. It could be, uh, it could be a number of different things. A number of different things. Well, as I was preparing for today's lesson, I thought about a U.S. ambassador. What do they look like? What do they do? A U.S. ambassador. So as I began to ponder on different things and I began to compare and contrast the, the U.S. ambassador and those who are ambassadors for Christ. So the U.S. ambassador, first of all, let's look at it. They're appointed by the president. They act instead of the president to uh, a foreign land. Uh, so that ambassador has authority in that foreign land. He has power, and I should say, in the embassy. Where he lives, where he resides, he has authority. And in that embassy, the laws of the United States, although foreign, is enacted or, or it, it, it's, it's established. So that embassy runs as if it is on the United States soil. An ambassador, U.S. ambassador. So they operate in full authority. They also have this interesting, they have diplomatic immunity. And, and if you're the top, if you're the ambassador or the top uh, aide or the senior uh, uh, leadership, if you will, 
uh, within that, that the under the ambassador, um, you have full diplomatic immunity. In other words, I'm understanding you can kill someone. And guess what? You're not going to be arrested in that foreign territory or anything like that. Okay. Because you have full diplomatic immunity. Now, isn't that kind of like we are today as it relates to uh, being in a body of Christ? Let's go back to authority. You have authority. I have authority. We have authority over all principalities and principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. We have authority. The word God says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above these principalities. So we have authority and we have the authority to use the name of Jesus when need to, to enforce his will, his law here in the earth realm. Diplomatic immunity. Now look at this. God's plan is always better. Diplomatic immunity. You know what? No matter what you do, Christ's blood has, has been has washed your sins away, both past, present, and future. So no matter what you do, even in your future, guess what? You're still part of the kingdom of God. Isn't that wonderful? That is an awesome benefit. So no matter what you do, guess what? His blood washes your sins away. All right? Now, let me say this. If you go out and kill someone, although you're in the kingdom of God, but listen to me well, physically, you may be in some trouble. You may be behind bars. All right. So anyway, you have diplomatic immunity with Christ. There's another aspect of, of a U.S. ambassador. They get free housing. They stay at the U.S. embassy. And you all know the U.S. embassy. It is nice. Okay. So they, once again, they have free housing. Now, when I was thinking about this, I thought about the scripture. The word God says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what does the word of God have to say about housing? Well, Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it wasn't so, or if that wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you that. Now, I paraphrase, I wouldn't have told you that. So we realize and know, and we know many of us would believe that we have a mansion in heaven. Well, guess what? Now, the scripture says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, what is that scripture saying? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, you have a mansion. You know what that means? You can have a mansion here on earth if you so desire. Housing. God's aspect, being a, an, an ambassador for Christ, is far better than being an ambassador or U.S. ambassador, okay? There's another thing. The U.S. ambassador, their, their starting salary is $124,000. It's between $124,000 and it tops out at about $187,000, plus benefits. What are those benefits? Well, if they have children, each child is allotted so much money depending on the country they're in. And they, then the U.S. government pays them very well for the best education. Now, let me say this. That's a nice salary. But can I share something with you? In the kingdom of God, you can even do better than that if you show, so uh, choose. In fact, let me say this. It's God's will for you to prosper. It is God's will for you to prosper. It is God's will for you to prosper. Now, the Holy Spirit can only tell you, is the only one who can tell you exactly how to get those things. One thing I love about the Holy Spirit, it's a personal walk that's different between, my walk is totally different from yours. But I know this, 
if I obey God, obey his commandments, guess what? I'll see those things happen in my life. All right. God's plan is always better, even when it comes to salary and benefits. All right. They have the best health care plan. They have the best health care plan, referring to the U.S. ambassadors. Well, guess what? God has a health care plan. His scripture says, by his stripes, you were healed. You know, uh, sometimes we can be guilty. We hear these scriptures so much that sometimes I don't know if we really believe them. Um, and we kind of hear and we understand it. Yeah, and it kind of goes kind of over our head. But, you know, when you begin to walk with God, once again, we're talking about being established in righteousness. And we're talking about your everyday life. I was reminded of uh, when I first when I first began to really get begin to understand the word of God. And I remember, um, I'll never forget it. I was in the living room and all of a sudden I had this heartburn. Now, you know, I got some medicine to take care of that heartburn. And so I remember the Holy Spirit saying, just wait on me, believe me. And I'm like, okay, God, heal me. God, heal me. God, heal me. Because, you know, heartburn, like it's intensified. Sometimes like somebody got a, uh, a, 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 a flathead screwdriver and just got in your chest and just, just just chiseling it away at you. It was painful. And I'm trying to resist. Okay, God, I thank you for my healing. But that pain was hurting. Man, I, mean, I just flew and ran to that medicine cabinet. And by the time I touched the medicine cabinet, the pain was gone. That was a demonstration. God teaching me in my everyday life. Thank God for his mercy. And showing me how his kingdom operates as relates to healing, walking in divine health. And so since then, what did I begin to do? I, um, it would be a headache. God would say, well, trust me for the headache. Or not trust me for the headache, I'm sorry. Trust my word. By his stripes, you are healed. And so I'll speak the word. Now, I learned, I don't just linger on that. I'll speak the word and I'll go about my business. I'm not wondering, sitting there thinking about, okay, when is pain going to go away? No, no, no. I speak the word over my body and I keep going. You know, many times now, you know, if I have a pain in my leg or back or anything like that, many times as quick as I can get the scripture out of my mouth, it's gone. Why is that? Because I have practiced this. I have practiced this. And guess what? This is not only available to me. It's available to anyone who will work the word. God has a great health care plan for you. There's another uh, important point when you're talking about the U.S. ambassador. They are uh, they are always heavily protected. The embassy is is heavily protected. In fact, anything behind those gates, once again, it's U.S. Basically, the laws of U.S. are enforced, and uh, they'll have guards there. You don't just run up on the embassy, okay? And at the same time, when the when the U.S. ambassador is, is out in that country about that, he has protection. He has bodyguards. Well, don't you know you have divine protection uh, with God? He will protect you, whether it's from sickness, disease or harm. He will protect you. Now, many times he'll tell you, hey, don't go there. Don't do this. We have to listen to instructions. But he has, it's divine protection, you all. God will protect you. He'll protect you from car wrecks. He'll protect you from all kind of mishaps. He will protect you. That's what God does. All right. So he's our protector. Another thing, they have great pension plans. They have great pensions plans. And how many of y'all know that when you live for God and you obey God, God's going to take care of you even when you retire. 
He has a great pension plan for you. All right. Now, when I was doing my research on the on these U.S. ambassadors, I found that that you know once they appointed and they go through the different uh, you know the, the State Department, of course, the country have to want you as well. So there's different steps uh, when you're appointed as an ambassador before you can become one. But one of the last steps is you have to train to be one. So you have to go through through foreign, you have to go through training of that land and things of that nature. I don't know how long that course is. I'm sure it's a few weeks because you're 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 being placed in a completely different foreign uh, land. So you have to understand how that that land, how that foreign place, how it operates. So you have a training. Well, thank God we're talking about being established in righteousness. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is a great trainer. The word God says he'll lead you and guide you, and he will also show you things to come. He's our trainer. You know, uh, I was thinking about just today. Um, as you all know, I'm an educator, and uh, I, I got this email yesterday, you know, getting this 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 uh, access. Do we want training and giving us time so we can sign up for it? And, uh, you know, let me just go back. You all, I thought I was doing well. This week I created my virtual classroom. I, 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 I learned how to get YouTube videos and embed it to, to the learning management system and put questions in there and all these different things. Recorded myself and posted my recordings to all my classes for my virtual students. I did all these great things. Well, I thought I was doing great when Tuesday came. Man, Tuesday came, you all. And none of that stuff worked. I said, Lord, what am I doing wrong? And so I had different teachers that come help me out. And I'm really, really trying. And some things we were able to fix. And then there are some things we were not able to fix. Well, the Holy Spirit told me just as plain when I signed up for the classes. We had classes all throughout the day, including after school. Holy Spirit told me. Now, let me go back. Um, I had the opportunity to, during my prep period to go to a training. But there are two different classes. Now, one of the classes, I knew the lady. I know she was really, really, really good. Now, in the natural, I felt that's the one I need to go to. But I heard the Holy Spirit plainly tell me, no, go to this one. Now, I didn't know any of these people. I didn't know any of those. It was two presenters. I didn't know them. And so I went on, went to the training. And I'll be honest with you, it was all older people. <laughs> it was all older women. And and they were so slow now, you know, I'm not the best with technology, but I, I was a little bit more advanced than they were. And um, I almost was, and I'm gonna, I was tempted to leave. I'll be honest, I was tempted to leave. But the Holy Spirit told me to stay there and go ahead and go to that class. Well, when you know it, one of these off the wall questions, they answered all the questions that I needed to help me with the, with the situation I was in and communicate with my students. The things, the projects that I worked on, the, they, they gave me the answer and showed me how to do it. It was great. The Lord knew what I needed. He will lead you and guide you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and show you things to come. He led me and guided me to the right training. So it was the exact training that I needed. Now, this was kind of off the record. It was kind of a sidebar situation that was not even, there was no plan to even talk about that situ that thing. But y'all know what the Holy Spirit knew. So he, he led me to the right training. This is what I'm talking about. Training, the Holy Spirit will train you no matter where you are in life. 
if we listen to him and obey him, I was getting the natural. I had no reason going going there because, you know, but God knew what I needed and I thank God for it. So he'll train you. So they go through training. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things. All right. Now, we're talking about being an ambassador for Christ. One of the things to be an ambassador for Christ, we have to utilize is faith. The word of God says that every man has been given a measure of faith. The word of God also says without faith, I'm sorry, it is impossible to please God. Now, I was kind of reminded of a story, true story. Uh, when I was back in college, um, I remember um, I was a counselor for this YU program. And basically the program uh, would, would get students that may have been 60 to 100, 120 miles away. They would take the, uh, send a Greyhound bus out to get the students, pick the students up, and they would come back to that college campus. Now, I did this for six summers in a row, three years at, at UAPB and then three years at Fayetteville. Well, anyway, uh, the students, they, 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 when they returned to the institution, the university, uh, for the summer, they stayed there six to eight weeks with us, and that stayed in the dorms. But anyway, you know, it was this young man named Dion. I'll never forget him. Uh, it was a it was a female counselor, a college student. She was a counselor, and he saw her, and you know he's like, man, she looked good. So he somehow got the young lady's number, and uh, and we're talking about it was everyone at that time had uh, phones in their dorm at that time, and so he 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 called her the the female counselor, and he was really trying to talk to her, and uh, and she was like, man, you know why don't you let me come up to your room and talk to you? She said, I don't think that's possible, Dion. He said, girl, don't you know with God, all things are possible to him that believe? <laughs> Dion used the word, but he used the word in the wrong tech context. He, he took it out of context, you know, but the point is sometimes we do the same thing. I just kind of thought about that when it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Everything we do, it must be based on the word. Now, let's talk about faith for a moment. Because as ambassadors, He's given us faith. What's the purpose of faith? So we can, anything that we need. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We don't see it. We don't know how we're going to get it. But God's given us something called faith. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 17. We're going to talk about how Jesus in this parable talked about how we should use and gave us a great example of how faith uh, is used and how we should, should use our faith. Again, that's Luke chapter 17. We'll begin reading at verse 7. And it reads, If which of you, having a servant plowing or herding sheep, will say to him, when he has come in from the field, come now and sit down for dinner, will he not rather Say to him, prepare my supper and dress yourself and serve me until I eat and drink. And afterwards, you will eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? I think not. We'll stop reading there. So what is Jesus saying in that parable? Faith is a servant. And he's giving an example how you should use your faith. So he says, look, your servant goes out in the field and works all day. When your faith comes home, you don't say, hey, man, go ahead and get you something to eat and blah, blah, blah. I said, no. You tell your faith, look, you come serve me. It's, your faith 
is to serve you. You send your faith out. It does the work. Your faith obeys you. Okay? As long as your faith, your belief is based on the word of God, the Logos word, this Bible, on the promises of God or things that you can have, or it can be based on the rhema word, a word that God specifically gave you. But now listen, if God gives you a word, it will always be backed up by his word. Okay? So, uh, if your faith, your, your faith obeys you, all right? So, when, as long as that faith is backed up with the word of God, you send it out. The word of God says Jesus is the author and finisher or developer of your faith. You send your faith out to do the work. Jesus' job is to develop that faith. So your faith obeys you again. Once again, your faith obeys you. Then the mountain or the issue obeys your faith. The issue, the mountain obeys your faith. All right. Now, let's look at a different aspect. Faith. You know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, there was a difference. You had a remote control car and a radio control car. That remote control car, it was all right, but, you know, it had the string attached to the little controller. But that radio control car, there was no strings attached. I loved it. So you can just record, you can you can run it and do all the different things to control it. But it ran on batteries. And uh, when those batteries began to run low, you know what? The car wouldn't perform to optimum, optimum performance. Have you, uh, uh, it's kind of like a digital clock. Have you seen the digital clock that, you know, back in the day, you know, now, you know, all the clocks basically they, they plug in the wall, but back in the day they used to have these digital clocks that ran on batteries. And you can tell when that battery started getting low because that light, the time would be really, really dim. Sometimes in our faith walk, our, our faith can be low. One of the reasons why, not the only reason, but one of the reasons could be that we're not operating in love. The word of God says faith operates by love. Check our love walk. If it looked like we're struggling, things we're struggling with, normally we get things done, but it's like it's taking a while to get. Check your love walk. I'm not saying that's the, the problem or the issue, but it could be. Check your love walk. Okay. And so anyway, your faith operates by love. So you send that faith out or that, that radio control car kind of thing, giving the example of this to do whatever it is that you need to be done. Okay. And once again, the word of God says, Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. All right. He develops your faith. Once again, your faith obeys you, but the mountain obeys your faith. Now we understand that God has given us a measure of faith to get things to take things from the supernatural or the unseen realm. Remember the word God says how things that are, are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen, they're eternal. So to bring those things from the eternal realm to, or from the spiritual realm to the natural realm, we use our faith. But there's another function of faith. The word of God says, taking the field, the shield of faith, I'm sorry, to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. What do you mean? Well, when the enemy is bombarding our minds with thoughts that are contrary to the word of God, he's trying to break our, he's trying to break us down. Our shield of faith acts as a barrier. So when we hear these negative thoughts that's contrary to the word of God, 
our we can we can we can our faith will act as a shield. So what does faith do, faith does for us? It, it it acts as our protection and it also goes out to bring things from the natural. I'm sorry, from the supernatural to the natural. Um, and and anything that you need, faith will take care of it. It is the currency of the kingdom. Your faith. How does the ambassador for Christ, how do they, how do we operate? We use our faith in God's word, faith in what God told us. That is our protection. That is our constant. That is our rock. When we can trust in God and operate by love, we will see success. Now, once again, going back to U.S. ambassador, they're empowered by the president. Now, unfortunately, a lot of times I was doing some reading, they may last three years. They don't last a long time. You know, now they always retain their name of, as an ambassador. But with, with, with Christ being an ambassador for Christ, that's a lifelong commitment. And the great thing about it is it lasts you even through eternity. An ambassador for Christ. We're talking about being established in righteousness. So this is another way we're talking about being established. How we more practically, how do we live? Uh, 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 how do we live the good walk of faith or the good life of faith, if you will? He's establishing us in righteousness, teaching us how to operate. Amen. Will you all give God a hand clap of praise? Amen.